Hi everyone and welcome to the Perma Podcast. Really great to be with you all today. Um, I'm James Prescott, your host, and with me today is a friend of mine and a previous guest on the show, um, Becca Lombardo. Welcome Hello. to the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Becca, Becca does a lot of um, mental health advocacy. Um, she has a podcast of her own and she's written a book and a, and a bit of blogging as well. Um, and uh, does a lot of great work um, in mental health awareness and that kind of thing. So, and she's got a very powerful story, which you will have heard on the last episode we had together. Um, so today, um, what I wanted to do today was uh, mental health is an issue that I'm passionate about as well. And um, the background to this episode is that I um, we've had look, we've had well two very prominent celebrity suicides in. In the, last, in the last few months, and there were two in a week. I think that, that's what it was. What happened? I can't remember their names now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read an article by an evangelical Christian pastor, a right-wing evangelical Christian pastor, basically saying that the reason that people were committing suicide was they're not close to God or something. Uh, nothing to right. do with mental illness and like. And the reason have people have mental illness is because they're not close to God or something like that. And it upset me very, very much. Um, and I thought, okay, we need to talk about this uh, this subject a lot more and actually kind of un- unpack some of those kind of myths and misunderstandings and stigma around this subject. And it's a very sensitive subject, and um, I understand that. So I um, just want to kind of warn people who are listening. There may be some sensitive stuff that comes up, and, um, you know, just be aware of the topic that we're covering and we're going to try and be sensitive about it. So, um, just, I hope that that's, I hope, hope we are. Um, so, um, yeah, Becca, um, tell us a bit about your story, uh, when it comes to this topic. Well, as it relates to, uh, suicide, I have a, a fairly recent history with it. Um, it's, actually been about five years now. I was in the hospital five years ago recovering from a suicide attempt. And, um, you know, I, I did attempt suicide a couple of other times in my teens and twenties. I was diagnosed bipolar at 19 and, um, I had a tendency to really let anything that bad, bad that happened to me, uh, really impact me in a horribly negative way to where I assumed suicide was the, the only answer. Mm. And that's again, the, the same pattern that I followed in 2013, my last attempt, you know, um, I have a, an amazing husband. I, we have a good life together, but I just felt like I was a burden to everyone around me and it would be better for everyone if I wasn't here anymore. So that's, that's how it was, you know, related for me. Um, as far as if you want to go into whether or not the religion had any impact on me, um, you know, there was a time when I was active in the Presbyterian church, uh, and I still had, bipolar disorder it it didn't go away I was just as bad off so um Mm. you know it's 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 hard for me to hear when when people are critical of of others with mental illness just for religious reasons it's it's very 
challenging. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I've never got to the point of planning to end my life or attempting to end my life. Um, but I have got to the point where I started thinking about how I would do it if I was going to do it. Um, yeah. I had that last year. Um, that was, yeah, that was very, very dark and low. And, um, you know, um, I'm thankful that I had people to get me out of it, you know. Um, yes, definitely. And, um, and that's the, that's the point, you know, I have a, I have a strong, I have a strong faith. I've been a, I've been a, a follower of Jesus my whole life, you know, and, um, that didn't stop me from getting to that point. Um, right. you know, I mean, so kind of what, what is it that kind of led you to that point of wanting to commit suicide? What was the kind of lead up to it? Well, it all seems remarkably silly now um, and hard to believe that I let anything that small impact me. But the, the catalyst it started back in 2008, really, when my mom died. Um, that was a huge, huge blow. Um, mm. You know, it ha- happened very – she was diagnosed with cancer in September and was dead in January. Um, and I took care of her every single day. And we had gotten very, very close, and it was just devastating for me. Mm. Um, You know, not that long, just a few short years later, my brother died on my birthday. Um, Mm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that was really hard because he, you know, he died, and I never got to say goodbye to him or anything. We didn't, you know, have a have the money my father didn't have the money to bury him or anything like that so um that was very very painful time and I still miss them both very very much Mm. um but at that time as well I was also kind of in 2013 that is I was kind of starting to try a home-based business and I had a, a lot of pressure on me um and I felt like I wasn't contributing enough to my household. You know, it's just myself and my husband, but I felt like being just on disability, I wasn't contributing enough to really give us the lifestyle that we wanted. And so I was trying this, you know, home-based business thing, and I had, like, a team of people, and um, it went badly. We had, we all got into an argument. It went badly, and the company ended up calling me and, you know, just reaming me out about my supposed bad treatment of people and it just kind of sent me over the edge and the day before you know my husband was seeing a therapist at the time and he went to therapy and was explaining that I was going through these suicidal ideations and his therapist got my cell phone number from my husband and called me no joke called me and started reaming me out for putting my husband through that and this is a oh licensed therapist that I'm talking about. Me. And oh, that that wow. led into it very that was a huge impact on on me and I couldn't stop thinking about that and you know the day that goodness that I attempted me. you know my husband sent my he he realized that something was off with me and he sent my dad and my sister over here and you know it just 
they didn't know what to do. I just kind of laid on the couch until my husband came home and said, you know, we're going to the ER whether you like it or not. And it was difficult. It was a difficult time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You see, and I mean, it's, you know, and you had that, you had that, you had that support network as well. You didn't just have the church. You had the support network as well. And still, you know, it's, it, it doesn't, change what's going on in your brain because that's kind of what where it comes from it's something that's going on in your brain and you don't kind of have you don't just nobody chooses it nobody chooses to to have mental illness you know nobody chooses to get depression you know it um it doesn't work like that and um i mean that's the part of the the thing when when i read this article is kind of like but do you know anything about mental illness at all and how it works? You know, it's it's not something that anybody chooses. It's not somebody that, that you know, that um, you kind of catch by acting a certain way. It, it just, right. it's, it's, it's how your brain works and, and circumstances can contribute to it. But it, but nevertheless, it's not some kind of thing about not being close to God and it's not, and you know, um, people, it's not people trying to get attention, and it's not, right. you know, and you know these famous people have committed suicide, and they're all really famous, really wealthy, really successful people. You know, it's got nothing to do with your career. You know, I mean, Robin Williams, you know, uh, is the the big one that everyone always pulls out. You know, um, but how successful he was, and how talented he was, and you know. It makes no difference. Uh, it's 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 what happens. It's something that goes on in your brain, and um, people really need to understand that. And and no, there's no excuse for being misinformed this these day and age. You know, people that write these articles should do the research before they do it. And there's plenty of research to be had. Mm, you know, absolutely. you just go, you just Google it, and you're going to learn whatever you need to know. And if you're confused, you go to somebody who, you know, has actually dealt with it. But to be that, you know, short-sighted and have that kind of a misunderstanding about what it is, what the impact of it is on a person, is it's just there's no excuse for it. Mm, I agree. I absolutely agree. And so what I mean, what is going on in the brain of somebody who is, having suicidal ideation what is actually chemically going on just to help people understand you know well it's gosh it's hard to explain uh Hmm. really what it is 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 just this overwhelming feeling of being a burden to others and for me personally, it it became something that that I couldn't shake. I just my my brain just repeated it, had it on repeat in my brain over and over and over again. You know, you should do this. Things will be better for your husband. Things will be better for your family. Mm. And I couldn't. You know, I, at the time I was also practicing self harm. Mm. And I couldn't stop thinking about that, even though I had been, you know, uh, in recovery for that. I fell out of recovery on that day in 2013. Mm-hmm. You know, I still had some instruments hidden in the house, and, you know, I, I used them. And 
you know, I, that was sort of my my really really unhealthy coping mechanism. Whenever anything got too intense for me, that's what I kind of turned to. And um, I don't know. It, it's just a kind of thing where you just can't get it out of your brain when mm. that idea when that idea pops in, and it seems like it might be something that would solve all of your problems. It's hard to get rid of it, honestly. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and mo- yeah, I think and there's that loneliness, isn't there? It's just, it's not sadness even. It's just despair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's definitely bigger than just feeling alone or feeling as if, you know, you're lonely at that time. It's it's definitely a much bigger thing than, than that. It's, it's this unbelievable stabbing pain in your chest that, you know, you're just not going to make it. And it's it's really it's it's a horrible horrible feeling and and I understand anyone that's been through it I understand. Mm. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, it's just awful, uh, awful when that happens, and it's uh, it's awful when people, you know, kind of give in, kind of succumb to it. You know, it you know that's the the biggest tragedy of all is when actually, you know, people end up committing suicide and mm-hmm. you know and there's a lot of mental health advocates out there I, I, there was a couple I think there was one last year who'd done a lot of work with people with mental illness and um, who committed suicide I can't remember what yeah, her name Amy, was Amy Bluell from uh, the Summit yeah. Semicolon Project that's right yeah and she was a big kind of mental health advocate and did a lot of great work and was a hero to a lot of people um, right and um you know it's not it's not and that's to say that it's not something that you just suddenly like get over you know you kind of feel it once and then you just don't feel it again you know um you kind of stop you're like oh yeah you kind of stop you kind of get over the whole kind of mood mood where you're gonna where you're in that kind of ideation and then you kind of like decide not to do it and then that's it and you'll never want to do it again it doesn't yeah. quite work like that because it's you know it's part of how the brain works. Right. I mean, my attempts were you know decades apart. You know, so it still it came to me in my late teens, early twenties, and then came to me again in my forties. Hmm. Exactly. So yeah, it's it's not something that it's not something that you use for attention know whenever you feel like you need attention it's it it happens it is something that happens to you it's not something that you're creating in my opinion anyway yeah i i absolutely agree with that um it's it's you know and something that i've struggled with as somebody with you know with anxiety and um depressive moods and although i don't have clinical depression um and um you know, and possible undiagnosed PTSD from a big trauma of my childhood. Um, I struggle to talk to people about it because I have my own kind of, like, my in, almost like my own prejudices in that I feel like I'm somehow deficient <coughs> because I have these issues or somehow I'm immature or not worthy or not a proper 
grown-up human being. You know, um, you have those kind of insecurities when you're talking to people about it, even people that you love, and people you know love you. It's you still. I, I don't know if you've experienced that as well, but um, and it's basically shame, isn't it? Um, that yeah. you kind of feel ashamed of the fact that you have mental illness. Absolutely, and and people's reactions to you discussing it with them have uh, an, an incredible impact on on how you're dealing with it as well. I mean, I have, you know, I, I had four four brothers total and a sister, and one of my brothers, you know, were estranged, and mm. he likes to tell people that I have narcissistic personality disorder and all of these horrible things, even though he knows absolutely nothing about what I've been through. Yeah. Um, you know, and... Yeah. My, my parents were very much, you know, my dad just passed, so my parents are both gone. But, well, they were supportive. Um, they both were kind of, you know, suck it up, you know, get get out of bed, go do this, go do that, you'll be fine, that, that kind of thing. You know, they weren't real understanding of, of what I was going through. They just felt like if I just got up out of bed and, went to work that everything would be fine Mm. and it was hard for me to get them to understand how much pain I was in that's where the self-harm comes from yeah that's right it's like yeah um I have people close to me who've self-harmed and it's kind of it's just a way to yeah it's yeah it can be a way of trying to draw attention to something that's going on or to or to just feel something if you're not able to feel anything and yeah, it can be a lot of things. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Thankfully, I, I'm five years clean of doing that, so that's a huge accomplishment for me. And and hopefully, I never have to go back there. But hmm. no, I'm I'm pretty proud of myself for for the five years, and I just gotta just gotta keep it going because you know that isn't the answer it may feel like the answer but when you're done with it and and you have to sit there with what you've done it's just the guilt and the shame behind it is just just adds to everything and makes it even worse Mm, yeah and well done as well thank you on the five years it's really fantastic achievement really great thank you Um, yeah i want to really encourage you and affirm you in that because it's because you know, every day, just getting through one day can be a major achievement. So, what five years is fantastic. Um, Thank you. Um, yeah, and so what do you in the work that you do, um, you know, the podcasting and, and writing and other things that you do? Uh, how do you um, talk to people who? I mean, I mean, do you interact with people who have who are maybe who who, who are suicidal or who have been suicidal and what have you kind of said to them what have you how have you tried to help others who are kind of having suicidal ideations well i haven't actually had anyone come to me with that specific um type of an issue now i when my blog first came out and then my book came out i had a lot of people coming to me and asking advice on different situations and I almost hate to give out advice at times because I know that whatever I might mm. be saying might have worked for me, but it, it 
may not work for that person and it might, you know, make things even worse. So I, I haven't had anyone come to me that was suicidal or had suicidal ideation. Mm. But what I, I would say is that it's, it's just, it's so hard. It's, gosh, it's, it's a hard thing. It's not, it's never the answer. that you think it is Mm. and people are not better off without you in fact it will be just the opposite and you'll be leaving behind people that don't understand that you know saw you the day before and and you know thought that that you were fine I mean there there's people with all these celebrities that you've talked about that you know saw them out and about on the town um you know, two days before they uh, died by suicide. Mm. You know, so it, mm. it, they left yeah. this ripple effect in their their wake of all these people not understanding. You know, you and especially if you're someone who has been um, a mental health advocate and you've been trying to lead the way. You know advocating for not for suicide attempts then you come out and and you kill yourself it's like what what do i do now people are left with this feeling of of shock and and fear and you know not sure what to do about it Mm. and it's just um what you leave behind is much more painful for the people in your life in your life than um what you're going through, I guess, is is one thing that I would say. Mm. That's really great to hear. That's really, I think that's that would be really helpful for a lot of people. Um, yeah, I hope so. Um, and I mean, why do you think? I mean, suicide rates have increased, and rates of mental illness have increased. You know, in the last ten, twenty years, um, especially like in, I know in America, and I think in the UK as well. Um, why do you think that is? Well, there's a part of me that wonders if if they have increased or if we're just more aware of it now. If more people are coming out and saying, this is what I'm dealing with. Hmm. It's, uh, I think about that all the time. I wonder if maybe it's just because more people understand how to get treatment or where to go for treatment or what the warning signs are to get treatment, things like that. Hmm. But... It, you know, it's it's a, it's a great many things. I mean, it, it can be, you know, related to the president of the United States, for example. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's 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 people out there who are struggling with that. That you know may mm. think that think, think think that suicide is an answer for for that. And I don't want to go into that too much. I. You know, I'm not, mm. I'm not, uh, I'm not a political person. I don't talk about it much because I, I don't, I try to shy away from all that because it's just too much. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it, there's so many different factors that could be contributing to people more, you know, dealing with depression more and more. And, you know, there's financial reasons, you know, we haven't had the greatest economy in, in a while, you know, and like I said, I, I'm torn between whether it's 
truly that there are more people or that it's just more people are aware of their situation. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's an interesting one, that. One of the things that I've talked about with other people on this show um, and that I've actually noticed in my own life as well is social media um, uh-huh. and the rise of social media. And especially as teenage suicides seem to be increasing yeah. as well. And there just seems to be a link between social media and mental illness. And yeah, it's it's easier for, for the bullies to hide and, yeah. you know, hide behind their keyboard and, and make fun of people or tell people, oh, you should go kill yourself or some horrible thing like that. It's You yeah. don't feel like you have any ramifications because it's all this you know and you know uh, uh, anonymous excuse me anonymous basically you know you could make up any name in the world and and go online and start making fun of people yeah so yeah it's it's easier it's easier for for people to be nasty and rude and you know, have all these arguments with other people and make them feel less than they should. Yeah, absolutely. It happens. Yeah, that's definitely something that happens. And I've sadly, I've seen stuff like that as well. And again, famous people get that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's horrible. You know, I mean, people who aren't famous get it too. Obviously, I'm not, you know, saying famous people are special in any way. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, I think as well that. I think when you spend more time on social media, you're seeing the best of other people mm-hmm. or the, the the image that other people try to give to the world and you're not... But you know who you are and you know your insecurities and right. your fears and so your measure, it's an inaccurate measure of your value. You're, you're, you're measuring your value by somebody else's best against your mm-hmm. worst, you know, which is obviously completely inaccurate. And... Um, I think that leads to a lot of a lot of mental illness as well. I think that contributes to it. Um, mm-hmm. And you were about 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 politics. I think like at Twitter is such an angry place nowadays. It's like it never used to be like that. It you didn't didn't used to be like that at all. Now there's so much anger. Everyone is angry about something, and some things are worth being angry about. I'm not. You know, there's some there's things happening in the world which which we should be upset about and annoyed about and wanting to do something about. But um, there's also a kind of element of okay, it's right to be angry about this, but if we dwell on it too much, it will consume us. You know, and um, and bring us bring us down. And I I deliberately took some time away from social media um, to n- not a wholehearted I'm going to quit, but I just cut down. Um, and I didn't engage so much in all the kind of news stuff because I didn't want to get down so much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be aware, but not letting it control me. And and it had a huge impact on me. I was a lot less stressed, a lot less anxious, um, a lot less down. Um, I realised I didn't need it. You know, I I didn't. I could live without it. You know, I could survive without it. And it was like a weight being lifted. You know, and. I think that's one thing that, you know, if we have a healthy relationship with social media, that will help our, our mental health. 
Well, I'll tell you one thing that helped that helped me and has helped me, and it's a very very freeing thing. Is you know you're never going to get away from all of it a hundred percent. I mean, hmm. think. Thank God for the block and mute buttons and all that stuff. I mean, we'd be lost without them. But there are things that you can do to protect yourself from from being in the middle of some of that stuff. And one of the most important things is don't read comments. Don't Mm. respond to comments. It's not necessary for you to respond to everything that you notice. And once you stop actively partaking in those type of situations or arguments or whatever it the 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 freedom that you experience is is amazing and my husband and I both have just gotten to this point where you know we see something that might bother us but we just kind of let it go because you're really you're you're asking for trouble basically because the people that have written the uh the stuff all the the horrible stuff you know are are trolls and they're horrible people and they feed off of your insecurities mm. and when you when you you know respond to something that they've said it's like feeding ground for them they're all going to come after you and it, there's no way to get rid of it unless you just keep everybody blocked or you don't go online. Yeah. So like I said, it's just, I think it's really, really important not to read comments on stuff. Um, you know, if you see something that you like, you can like it and move on and you don't have to read why other people like it. It's fine. You'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really, really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny because since I, I accidentally, ended up being off facebook for a while not intentional at all and it was like two days later and i realized i haven't been on facebook for two days (laughs) and i was like i didn't even feel the urge to go back i was like i'll go back but only because i've got like 200 notifications and i can't and i need to get rid of them (laughs) and i barely i didn't didn't really respond to most of them i actually realized you know what i don't need to look at all of these some some of them i will my close friends i will look at theirs but um but I don't need to look at everybody's and I don't need to be on there every day. And right. It's so freeing. It's just, oh, you know, um, now it's just a website I pop into every so often. Like I might go on there twice a day. I might go on, might not go on there at all. It depends on the day basically, but it's not, I'm not addicted to it anymore. And that's really liberating. I mean, I, I did make the mistake of getting into a discussion um, about, something today uh well not today yesterday and i let myself get get caught up with the trolls um who were facebook friends and meant to be friends of mine but were just it was about something political and i'm not going to talk about what but it was and um just let myself get really upset and kept responding and in the end i just i kind of just i didn't delete the post but i made it private so that only i could see it so nobody else could ever comment on it because I just didn't want didn't want that anymore, and uh, you know um, that yeah. that was that. But yeah, absolutely, it's so easy to get sucked in, and you don't need to respond to any comments at all. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, well, this has been really great. Um, it's I think it's just really really good to talk about this subject. 
um, to to raise awareness um, and to um, you know help people understand because people who don't have won't have experienced it themselves or wouldn't have had someone really close to them experience it wouldn't probably wouldn't understand not for lack of not because they're nasty people but just they because they don't care because either they don't yeah well they don't care or um some people will just be kind of blissfully ignorant and not mm-hmm. and generally not understand and just have had no idea you know and um just yeah we need we need to get educated on this that's the thing like you were saying do your research it's all on it's all online you know it doesn't cost anything um you know google you know and just find find out because i think because most because the, the the chances are that a lot of us will have friends who will go through this at some point um and we need to kind of be more aware and so that we can support them you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah definitely i agree with you i i think that even there's there's ways for you to become a better listener a you know more actively involved and more helpful to others and you know there's things like you know the no stigmas ally training you know mm-hmm. that that you know was yeah. an afternoon for me you know got that out of the way and and it was great and you know it led me to to go and try to take more courses and I'm doing um, a peer support specialist course right now um, and it it really helps you put not only your own struggles in perspective but helps you understand how it relates to who to other people's issues and mm. um, the best way to talk to people and yeah. So it, that's really great. You know, there's definitely um, things that you can do to, you know, have a better relationship with with others. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely agree. Yeah, absolutely agree. And um, I guess what would you want to say to somebody who is struggling with these kind of thoughts or these kind of ideations you know someone maybe who's listening um like you know what would you what would you want to say well the the first thing i would say is is really try to think about where this feeling is coming from is it is it something that you know, have you been through some kind of a trauma or is it work-related or family-related? And just try to break down whatever it is that that they're feeling that, that's impacting them to the point where they feel as if suicide is an answer. And it's like I said before, it, it's you don't want to come across as, as someone who doesn't care or someone who's trying to make them feel guilty or something like that, which you know, never, never worked for me. If you (laughs) tried to make me feel bad about it, I felt bad about it, believe me. Mm. And, you know, that made it even worse. So I would just say that there are people in your life that love you and need you and want you to still be around. And, you know, we're not, we're not done with you yet. We, we all still need your love and your light surrounding us. And, it's just 
very, very, very difficult. I understand how difficult it is to be in that much pain. But think about how many times you've been in that much pain and have come out a stronger person because of it. Your track record for survival is 100% right now. And what do you say we don't we don't go any other way with it? Let's just keep it at 100%. And you can do this. You're stronger than you think. That's fantastic. That's really great. That's a great way to end, I think. Um, thank you for for coming on, coming back on the show. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, always, always a, a pleasure. Um, yeah, and you know, you're really inspiring and really encouraging and um, honest as well. And I uh, appreciate that. So, um, and courageous for sharing your story too. Um, I really want to um, affirm that. Um, so, thank you. Um, yeah. So, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. And, uh, take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. And I hope this has been um, helpful for you. Um, so take care. And uh, we'll be back soon.